Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. This is Geeking Out. With Shades and Sketch. Welcome to a very special episode. Yes. Um, uh, go ahead. We, uh, we are currently... Goko hastily set up. Yeah, uh, we've Ooh. been through an ordeal, guys. It was quite the cluster cuss. Yeah. We, we are currently uh, crouched, hiding. We're kind of stowaways. Shh. Stowaways on a, uh, a little-known Carillion cruiser named the Tantive Four. Don't make a lot of sounds. Okay, we're hiding in the escape pod because we just went through hell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we're going to tell you a little story. We're going to tell you a story. A, a Star, Star Wars, Wars story. story. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Do we have a theme song? Um... Yeah, I think we do. Not the song they used in Rogue One. No. One of some thoughts I have moving into this episode. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I've yeah. been, I've been, I've been chomping at the bit to do a Star Wars of any kind. Yes. In geeking out. Right. Because you are comics. Yes. I'm Star Wars. You are Star Wars. Star Wars is my. Uh, it's, it is, it's, yes. it's my reality. It is. I love Star yes. Wars. So why are we picking Rogue One to start? I mean, we have a lot of properties that we could go with yes. with, with Star Wars. We thought about it long and hard. We did. We put some serious thought what into What we this. were going to do first for Star Wars. Yeah. Obviously, you go original trilogy, oh. right? Because the first one's right. come out. I mean, you could go you prequel could, trilogy because there's a right. lot to say. You could go chronologically. You could go chronologically. We could talk about the animated universe. Yep. We could talk about the expanded universe. There is a plethora. So, Sketch, what's... What's your experience with Star Wars, Star in, general? Wars in general? Oh, oh. oh, God, this is going to be a long podcast with just me. <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll sum it up. I first saw Star Wars. We've talked before about how I, length. I didn't really get into my own movies and my own TV until like middle school. Right. Right. Um, back in Sequest, episode back five. In, back in Sequest, we talked about that. That I was really just kind of. Taken in the media that my parents liked. They didn't like sci-fi or, or uh, fantasy. But in 1998, they re-released Star Wars on the big oh, screens right. for, the, for the 20th anniversary. And I went with a friend of mine, and I saw Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope, wow. for the first time in theaters. That's amazing. I don't think I've ever seen them in theaters, the original trilogy. Immediately addicted. Wow. Like, I can't even say hooked. I, I went obsession. Okay. Immediately. I mean, I I just went full tilt. I went right into hyperdrive. Okay. I collected everything. I your, read your whatever I could. started crunching those numbers immediately. Yes, exactly. Um, and ever since then, I have I've digested any Star Wars I could. Did you read the books? I've read many of the extended universe books, which now, of course, are right. not no longer canon, canon. But I'm still reading them. Well, some elements of them are. Some of them have been used. Yeah. I'm going to talk a little bit about that with Rogue One sure. because yeah. it, it is going to come into play. It is. Um, so yeah, I've read some of the books, um, read some of the comics, played almost every game. 
Yeah. I mean, Star Wars is Man, a... Man, I mean, what a pro video game property. I mean, yes. we could do episodes just on they, standalone video games. Star Wars knows how to pump out the content. Do you ever play any of the Rogue One video games? The Rogue the, Squadron the, video the Rogue games. The Rogue Squadron games? I'm planning to talk about those, too. Okay. Those were amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, I would have... But, yeah. I'll save that. How about you, though, with Star Wars? I was... Okay, so I started... I'm my sci-fi property that I started out with is Star Trek, The Next okay. Generation. So I was a ardent Trekkie. I'm, I'm not like Boo. a militant Trekkie. I have nothing against Star Trek. Okay. Not I'm a, just feeding that fire of sure. Trek versus and, and that, you know, that exists. So I was not a militant Trekkie, but a, a passionate Trekkie. And, and um, I remember like people throwing that at me because like Star Wars was better than Star Trek. And I'm like, it's a different premise mm -hmm. they're not competitors mm -hmm. they they exist in galaxies far away and separated by centuries they, mm -hmm. these are not properties that are in competition with each other and even yeah, then I uh, the people who that, like to argue better to people who don't yeah so um I, it took me a while to get into star wars but when they released the trilogy in theaters mm -hmm. um i want to say the original trilogy the original trilogy we released the original trilogy in theaters Slightly before that, they did a VHS collection, which is actually up on the shelf. I'm right there, looking at it right now. Um, where they released it in THX, and it's the original cut yeah. of the original trilogy, unaltered by George Lucas. It's as they would have appeared in theaters. And mm -hmm. when they did the anniversary, that's when they, Lucas went yeah, back they, they and changed, digitally they altered added some things. things yeah. They um, put Jabba in. <laughs> And yeah, they uh, added a lot, more creatures. Yeah, a lot more creatures. They, uh, they added. They bulked up Bespin, made it a they, little more airy. I mean, they added the most controversial element of Star Wars, uh, period. That that they make Greedo. Shoot oh, oh, yeah, yeah. At Han first, mm -hmm. and everybody says, "Well, Han shot first. Yeah, no, that, that started a big debate. Han didn't shoot first. Han shot. Period." Greedo okay. never right. fires his gun. Let's let's so, save the any, Han yeah. Greedo debate for when anyway, we do the original. But anyway, so trilogy. like people who threw that in my face, yeah. like get your story straight. Han shot. Period. End of story. But no, I I love Star Wars. I think the original trilogy is fantastic. Yes. Um, no argument for me on I that. I think the prequels are problematic, but not as awful as people make them out to be. Yep. We'll um, talk about them. And yeah, I've read many of the the Arity the Empire mm -hmm. uh, series. I read. Um, and uh, some of the other um, stories in, in Expanded Universe, the names of the books escape me at this point. How about games? Have you played some of the games? I have. Um, I played not all of the Rogue Squadron, but many of them. Uh, oh. Shadows of the Empire. Oh, classic. Oh, man. What a... We should, you know what we should Why do? Why did they never make that as an we expanded? Should do, we should do an episode where we, we play through uh, Shadows of the Empire oh my again goodness. on the old I, N64. I would relish that. Do you still have the cartridge? I'm pretty sure I do. I have my system. Yeah. So wait, let's make that work. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do that. Um, yeah, so I was excited for Force Awakens mm -hmm. and equally excited for Rogue One when it was announced. Okay. And we picked Rogue One because it, it, it's the most recent. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a great... It's a great jumping on point yeah. for new fans or if you've never seen a Star Wars movie. It kind of checks all the boxes in terms of... Um, where wh which one we should start with in the podcast because yes. it ties together the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy and the animated universe and the animated universe and 
it is a movie done by Disney, which now, of course, owns, owns Marvel. The, and, oh, and I'm the, sorry. Uh, they Lucas also Stone. own Marvel, but they Lucas also Stone. own now the entire Star Wars universe. Right. Uh, so it kind of checks all of our boxes. Yes. Uh, the, the Disney version, uh, original tie into original, and tie into prequel. Right. And animated. So um, That's irrational. For, so, for those of you wondering, why on earth did they start with Rogue One? That's why. That's why. So before we go any further. Yes. Spoilers. Spoilers galore. for Rogue One ahead. If uh, you have not seen Rogue One, please pause. Spoilers and, uh, for all Star Wars. Pretty much all. The, anything yeah. Star Wars is going to show up. Please pause. Possibly. But quickly. Yeah. Watch Rogue One because yeah. I mean, we're we can't stay in this escape pod forever. Well, I think the worst is behind us. Yeah. Honestly, Truthfully, that was an ordeal, and I think we are true. in the clear. I'm now. feeling pretty hopeful. I'm safe. I feel very safe. Yeah. Are, would you say you're having you're feeling a new hope? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Perfect. Um, so, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Our first uh, c cinematic Star Wars adventure that is not tied to one of the trilogies, whether it's the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, or the new, uh, what do we call the new trilogy that starts with Force Awakens? Um, I, I don't know what they're calling it. Let's just call it the Disney trilogy. Disney trilogy, sure. Okay. Uh, and when I say not tied, I mean obviously tied because it exists in the same universe. It is uh, solving some, quote-unquote, I'm quoting here, problems that people had with the originals. Creating some others. Um, but it's a standalone movie. Right. Uh, not following the same characters that we would follow in the trilogies. Right. So should we, uh, should we get into the history of this movie? I know you're chomping out the bit. Let's do this. Let's do your timeline. All right, so uh, this story was originally pitched 10 years ago by John Knoll, and it was shelved. Okay. All right, so he pitched this story that loosely re resembles the story that we got in the movie mm -hmm. that focused on this young girl, and the idea for the, the premise of this movie was always kind of the antithesis of Luke. So Luke was uh, a boy mm -hmm. on the farm who had a home who craved going to war, mm -hmm. And in this story is centered around a girl who has no home that's embroiled in, the, in a war and dreams of home and family. Okay. And that's always been the juxtaposition of the idea for this story. Okay. Um, the, the concept past that didn't, wasn't really flushed out. It was shelved, maybe for good reasons, maybe not. Um, and when Disney bought Lucasfilm... Mm -hmm. And the, the guard had kind of changed. He felt like it was now or never if this movie was going to get made. Yeah. Now is the time to pitch the story again. And he did so. The executives liked the idea. Um, and they started pre-production on it. And then John Knoll kind of... Walked away? Uh, I don't know the details under which he... I don't want to say left. Because I don't know the story there. He but was he's frozen in carbonite and shipped <laughs> off. <laughs> Boba Fett yeah. dragged him away. Yep. Um, I don't know uh, the, the components under which, but his, his name isn't really attached to the project. Interesting. In the, in the finished stages. Okay. Um, and that kind, of, that kind of takes us to uh, Rogue the story. One. I mean, it, it was announced in 2014. We got trailers in 2015, and it was released in 2016. Mm -hmm. It was very quick from uh, initial development to release. And it was... Um it's the first, Even though it's a standalone movie, right. and it's the first standalone movie, Disney, of course, has other standalone. Right. It's the first in the expanded universe of films. Sure, yeah, and this this one kind of uh, launched the idea that there's going to be other 
Star Wars movies coming that out. That are not directly tied, yeah. or don't have to be tied to the main characters of the original trilogy. The, the, Even though apparently the, the next Basically the Skywalker saga, yes. shall we say. Sure. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the story of Rogue One. Sure. It is the story of... Um, a young girl. A young girl. Jin. 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 Something. Something. <laughs> Uh, I she think, was very memorable. I think even before we get to Rancid Raves, our <sighs> opinions of this movie are going to uh, start bleeding what's, through here. What's her dad's name? I don't remember. No one, no one matters in this movie at <laughs> no. all. Um, oh, long-time listeners. Long-time listeners, we're You're, probably going to divide you right down the yeah. middle because we have some unpopular opinions we really do about this movie which kills me because this is the first time we're doing star wars i know on geeking I'm, out i'm with you and we're starting at this one um <sighs> story anyway, of a young girl story. and her father who is uh, an imperial scientist who's a walk who's walked away from the empire yep. and her terrorist mother <laughs> her mother is yes a terrorist by basically any definition yes yes um, but then the story evolves into uh, the the plight of the rebellion, uh, which in this movie is a, a very loose alliance of different planets and different groups fighting against the Empire. Hey, you, you, do you hear something in the background? I think that's just one of the maintenance droids going by. Okay. Yeah. I won't worry the about it. The ship took a little, a couple hits on it the did. way out there. Yeah, that's true. Um, it, so it's it's the rebellion, this this fledgling group with. So many different ideologies and different methods that it, they're really not a a concrete group at this point. No, and I would say that's the big thing that we have to keep in mind with this movie is we've always been led to believe in the original trilogy, at least, that the Rebellion, and even in the prequels, the Rebellion was this organized, cohesive Noble. Thing. Noble, A yes. noble cause. Um, and that is shattered... Yes, it is. ...immediately. We'll get into that, though. ...in Rogue One. But the, to, to finish the story, they find out there's a super weapon being developed by the Empire. Spoiler Spo alert. Spoiler alert. It's the Death Star. It's the Death Star. Uh, and they need to figure out a way to, to take it down. Take it down. And through... <laughs> <laughs> A lot of coincidence Ooh. and happenstance. And a lot of blunders. Jin and a ragtag group of, Can't, I don't even want yeah, to call them I'm, rebels, because not, yeah, I don't know. only one of them really is, is a rebel. A rebel. Uh, formulates a plan. They kind of fall, they kind into, of fall a plan into a plan to get the plans of the Death Star to the Rebellion so that the Rebellion can I have a big question destroy. about that that I cannot wait to ask you. Okay, I can't I wait think to, it's a doozy. I can't I've wait to answer it. scoured the internet and I haven't seen anything I will field all of your uh, Star Wars questions because I am, of course, the expert. So, um, what, are your, what are your overall thoughts on Rogue One sketch? When I first saw it last year, opening night, wow. I see every, opening I night, see every yeah. Star Wars movie opening, opening night. night. Um, Wait, uh, day before opening? If it comes out on Friday, yeah. I'm usually seeing it Thursday night. Yeah, okay. Um, Rogue One, I might have seen Friday night, just for work gotcha. purposes. Um, Force Awakens, I saw yeah, me too. the Thursday. I wasn't going to risk spoilers at all. <laughs> um, so I saw it, and I liked it. But I think I liked it out of a sense of obligation. Okay. Like I was like, Star Wars movie! We got another Star Wars movie! Yay! Yes! 
something didn't sit right with me, and I just chalked immediately. it I, immediately. Yeah, okay. But I just chalked it up to, well, it's different it's than what I'm used to. Yeah, and this wasn't a force and, robe wearing. And I'm also Jedi chalking it up movie. to my expectations. Okay, I had very different expectations going into this movie, um, mainly because of the name. Right, Rogue One. Right, the rogues the in rogue... the Star Wars universe is an elite squadron of, yes. of X-wing pilots. Yes, and there's a whole book series, and a video uh, game series, and a video game series, and they're really the only squadron that's that you really learn anything about in the original trilogy. Yeah, they're um, they're specifically mentioned in. They are mentioned in in the movies, in the movies and uh, Wedge Antilles, right. the hero of. One of the only, we find out in the books, there's, there's only two. Of course, right. the books have been scrapped at this point. But there's only two pilots who have survived both attacks on, on, the Death Death, on both Death Stars. Right. Uh, spoiler alert, both Death Stars are destroyed by spoiler, the Rebels. Whoa, spoiler alert. Um, and Wedge and Tilly's leads this group of elite X-Wing pilots. Both, and, both and, times. And, uh, but e even in things that we don't see in the movies, right. different missions. He's basically the only X-Wing pilot who hasn't died. Yeah. Other than Luke. Other than Luke, but Luke kind of gave up the right. the pilot mantle. Um, so going into this, because I knew of that, I guess I started building a story Wait, in my mind. We're going to see like, Wedge. Oh, this is going to be, even if it wasn't Wedge, this is going to be the start of the Rogues. This right. is going to be less um, less single person based. Right. More a team story based. Of, a story of Luke a story of Anakin. Maybe like a Firefly scenario. Yeah, almost like, a, like uh, a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Movie. I kind of thought, going, and then when I found out it was gonna be about stealing the Death Star plans, in my mind, I put together, oh, this is gonna be like Ocean's Eleven in the Star Wars universe. I thought that too. Yeah. I really thought we were gonna get like an Ocean's Eleven espionage movie in Star Wars. And so, I blame myself a lot for the expectations. Did you also think that going in at all because of what they've been doing with Rebels around Phoenix Squadron? A little bit, but also the trailers. The first couple the trailers of Rogue One. And uh, longtime listeners, we went back and watched the teaser and the first trailer, and we would recommend you doing that yeah. um, as you're listening to this episode because I think if you go back and watch the original teaser trailer yep. and trail official trailer number one, mm -hmm. you'll have a better idea of what we're talking about with some of the differences of the movie we thought we were going to see as opposed to the movie that we got. The second trailer ended up Describing basically the movie being we saw. the movie. The yes. Movie. Yes. The first trailer the and teaser the teaser and the first trailer set up a very different movie. Entirely different movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and and the first trailer. Just, That's the movie. It just full fed disclosure. into my yeah. It fed That's into my expectations. Yeah. yeah. The first trailer is fantastic. It's and a very so, different movie. I think one of my problems with this movie is that I had this. Really clear idea in my head of, of what, what I was going to be, yeah. what I was going to get, and it just wasn't that. Yeah, I'm willing to take partial blame for that because, right, you know, I took a lot of things that were no longer canon, and I knew they were no longer canon, but I still, I can't get them out of my mind. Right, uh, and but also the blame a little bit on them because of the first trailer. Uh, I would, I would even go so far as to say they shot a bunch of stuff. That looked cool. Yeah, there's a and lot of stuff in that first trailer that that's just, just not in the final cut. Like show up. Dialogue and story that doesn't show up in the final yeah. movie. I I think that they didn't have a finished script mm -hmm. and they didn't have a finished shooting schedule when they started doing stuff for this. And 
to the extent of they started doing CGI work because, I mean, there's that whole scene where uh, Jin walks out on the platform that we come to know is the control center for the Oh, the, yeah, and the, the TIE array. fighter raises. And the TIE fighter comes up, and that all had to be CGI. Oh, and it looks yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So, like, they spent some serious money on this stuff, mm -hmm. and that leads me to believe they had no idea what the story was going to be. Mm -hmm. had the, to you the had point the scene. of that they were already... Yeah, the scene of uh, excellent-looking CGI work. Jin and uh, the Cassian guy, Cassian, are Cassian running, out, running out into the beach, the beach right at the ATAT, right, and she's carrying the drive. Yep, yeah. and that wasn't in obviously big, big changes. Big change that uh, is not in the the final cut of the made. scene, and, yeah. and leads me to believe that if you haven't seen Rogue One, a big spoiler, uh, the movie culminates with having to get the plans for the Death Star out of the vault mm -hmm. and then climb. A tower, tower to a satellite, to a satellite dish. dish and transmit it to the rebel fleet. It leads me above. to believe that originally the, the transmission tower and the vault were not located in the same building mm. or even on the same sides of the planet or the yeah. installation. So I, I think this movie started out as a very different movie and wound up uh, light years, parsecs, Ooh, if you will. Oh, look at you. Away from uh, where it began. Um, and I had a similar experience going into this. I saw it, I enjoyed it. The first time I saw first this, time I saw it, I, I saw it. it in 3D yep. in IMAX. Yep, me too. Opening night, mm -hmm. yep. um, and I had a very good time. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Um, I will go so far as to say I loved it the first time um, I saw it, and it's you know it's a thrill ride. Mm -hmm. It kind of grabs you, and with a few excep exceptions, kind of grabs you and holds on and shakes you violently until the end. Mm -hmm. And there are very few points where the story it's an slows action down. war movie. Yeah, it it's really the is. most. In the world of Star Wars, it's the most action war movie we've seen. Yeah, if, if for the first time it makes this saga feel like a war. Mm -hmm. It has some other consequences as a result of that. Yep. Um, as we've already noted, the, the rebellion feels a little less noble. Um, Much so, yeah. But uh, I would also agree something did not feel quite right yeah. at the end of it when I walked out of the theater. Um, upon second viewing, mm -hmm. um, I skipped around. To the, to the, you know, it came out on Netflix. I watched it. I didn't watch it all the way through. I just kind of skipped around. Okay. As we talked about doing this, I wanted to refresh myself. It had been a year since I had seen it. Almost, not quite. What, seven, seven months? A while. Yeah. Um, and then once I decided I was going to, you know, we were going to do this, took mm -hmm. out my notebook and watched it all the way through. Second viewing, I was like, oh, I, I remember liking this a lot more. Mm -hmm. Third time through, I would say I had a violent reaction to this movie. I'm gonna. I. I'm gonna even piggyback here on you. Third viewing of this movie, I would say I hated this movie. I saw this movie a second time in theaters. Oh. Um, because in most of my circles, whether it's family or friends, I'm a Star Wars sure. person. Sure. I uh, want to be expert with them. And so my uh, my brother and my father wanted to see it. So obviously, right. You know, I'm you gotta, you gotta and I was all for going again. And but even on that second watching of it, which was only two, maybe three weeks after the first right. one, I was already like, "Hmm, <laughs> okay." Now this is things not quite right. This here. is this is a guy. I'm gesturing to myself, right? Who I have watched the original Star Wars trilogy. I don't know how many times. Right. I can. I mean, I've watched. The prequels and yeah. the original trilogy with you, I yeah. don't know how many times. Yeah. 
I, I can I can uh, <laughs> recite the lines. I I know every scene. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling. This probably was something that would be a brag. It's, right. it's just something about me. By the second time watching Rogue One, I was already. Huh. You're sitting in the theaters and you're saying to yourself, this is not the droid I was looking for. Yes, very, very much so. Then, didn't give it a second thought, or right. a third thought, I guess, until we decided to, to do it again. And I don't own this movie. I also do not own this movie. I own all the other Star Wars, including seasons of Clone Wars. I own I seasons own, of Clone Wars and Rebels. I own... Uh, Star, the Star Wars original trilogy in multiple formats. Okay, you own the prequels. I own all the prequels. Yes, formats. I do. I also own the prequels in multiple formats. I didn't even have any desire to get Rogue One. Right. Uh, that should have been a telling right. sign. To and it me. didn't occur to you until the third. And then viewing. I was like, "Well, we should probably, I should probably get it because we're going to do it for the podcast." And then lo and behold, Netflix put it on, and I was like, "Oh, good, I don't have and to I get will it." Say, I will say that also says something about this movie. Yeah. Yeah, um, because none of the other Star Wars movies are is Force on. Awakens on. Netflix? It is not. Oh, okay, it is not. Um, and so I watched it again on Netflix, and I, I'm gonna go as far as to say, I didn't enjoy watching it again. I, I I've already said I hated this movie on the third watch. I was watching it with the, a, the third viewing with a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Tim Hoshi. Yeah, and. Uh, Long-time listener, friend of the pod, Tim Hoshi. If he weren't there watching it with me, I would have had no fun. Right. You know, the fact that he was there with me and I could kind of like, you know, kind of right. just riff on this. MST 3K yeah, a little bit. Made it more enjoyable. But the movie itself, I just had a hard time getting through it. And lots of people say this is their favorite Star Wars. Oh, um, can, I, can I share the, uh, this might be a good time then to share the... Go ahead. The stats on this movie. Sure. Uh, IMDb gives it a 7.9 out of 10. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes, 85%. 90% of Google reviewers yeah. love this movie. I. It cost $265 million Jeez. to make, which I'm going to go out on a limb and say at least $65 million of that was re re reshoots and wasted CGI. Wow. I would go that far. To say that the money that they spent just on reshoots and think and of the marketing CGI too, because they they yeah. pump so much marketing into this. How much, how much money do you think it made? I I really I can't fathom these things. I I I can't fathom the reviews, but I I equally can't fathom that it made one point six billion dollars in its initial run. That's not figuring in DVD sales. But I mean, it is Star Wars. Yeah, I mean that's going to account for this a is, whole. This lot statement is of going to divide our listeners even more. Yeah, hey that guys, is, some of you, we're going to miss you. Yeah, long time listeners. Thank you for listening up to this point. We You're going to hate us now. We hope you'll come back. Yeah, uh, I mean, that proves to me that you can slap Star Wars mm -hmm. on a heaping pile of dog feces. Uh, bantha poodoo please, in the Star Wars episode. Fair enough. Bantha poodoo. Um, and make billions of dollars. It doesn't, It character development and stories do not matter. It, um, it bothered me. Of the people I know in real life, I'm sure, not, I'm few not, and far between. I, there's very few people I know in real life. Um, I'm not trying to make a broad statement, so I'm only gonna say this based on my circle of friends 
who I know. The people in my life who really like Star Wars and the story of Star Wars in its entirety, this isn't their favorite movie of Star Wars. Right. The people in my life who aren't really into Star Wars, they've seen them, of sure. course, because at this point it's a cultural yeah. you know, requirement at this it's point. It's part of the zeitgeist. If uh, you can't uh, conceptualize things that people are talking about in this universe, it's almost like you're, you're not a full participant in society. Yeah. Um, but those people who at least have seen Star Wars, but it's by no means their favorite, this is their favorite Star right. Wars. And I think that says something about this movie. Um, I would agree with that. How it doesn't quite fit into the Star Wars universe that we know and love. Right. And it's probably geared more towards a more general audience. Agreed. You know, uh, uh, an, and, and, and very much an audience of today's times. Yes. I don't think you will find that Rogue One holds up in following years as audience... Um, as audiences change what they want to see in movies. Whereas I think Star Wars, especially the original trilogy, feels very timeless. I would agree with that. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Should we, should we, should we get, get into Rants and Raves? Rants and Raves? Sure. I almost don't want to. <laughs> uh, Long-time listeners, we're going to apologize now if we offend you. Um, we have quite a few rants. And before I get into rants and rants, I have to say, I love Star Wars right. more than anything else in the geek universe. Star Wars is my pinnacle. It's my coruscant. It's the center of my universe. Which, uh, condolences, has also been destroyed. And yeah, now it has been. Um, but maybe that's why I, I'm so passionate about this movie and my rants for this movie because I am so invested in this world and this story yeah. that Far more it bothers me more than it than it bothers other people. And you are far more vested in this universe than I am. Yes, I am. And feel similarly to me about this movie. I so yeah, I, 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 I don't do. feel like I'm off the mark. With I don't think you're off the mark. The statements I'm about to make. Okay, so uh, Shades, your score, your rant and rave score. Uh, my score, I give this movie a 53%. Wow. 53% Guys, that's our lowest score that is of, my of lowest score. anything. That is lower than Captain America Civil War. Wow. Which this I really movie did suffered not, from some of the same problems as Captain America Civil did. War. It did, consistency, and storytelling, character development. And a slew of other problems as well. Sketch, what did you give this? I am, yeah. I'm splitting this one down the middle, 50-50. Whoa! I, I long time listeners, the, the self-proclaimed Star Wars You don't understand how much this... You don't understand how much this hurts me. a lower score to than, finally... than, than I, mm -hmm. who went so far as to say, hated this movie! Uh, I guess a lot of my rants wow. come from what this did. I'm geeking out over the score you just gave it. <laughs> a lot of my rants are going to come from what this did to the Star Wars universe that I love so very, very much. Sure. Okay. I think your rants are going to be a little bit deeper than mine. I think if I didn't love Star Wars as much as I did, I wouldn't give this as poor of a score as I just did. Okay. 
and, 50%. And before I watched it for a third time, I was going to go a lot higher. I'm geeking out over the fact you gave Rocketeer a better score than a movie in the Star Wars universe. Oh, Rocketeer was a great movie. What Ooh. did I give Rocketeer? 85? Yeah. Yeah, Rocketeer was great, though. Um, yeah, but wait till we get to other <laughs> Star Wars uh, Nope, we're never stories. doing another oh, Star Wars then story I am ever never again. Doing it. All right, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. We're oh, not doing any more man, Star Wars. Uh, yeah, I'm getting my other uh, escape pod uh, well, here. Hey, well, hold, so it looks like something's happening out there. You might want to stick it's around for a while. It's just fireworks. Oh, okay. They're celebrating our escape. Um, yeah, I'm going 50-50. It pains me a lot to do that. I really want to give higher, but after watching it a third time. For those of you out there who, who are thinking, I really liked Rogue One. I, I thought it was great. Watch it a second and a third I, yeah, time. Yeah, I really urge you to rewatch it and and see if it has the same rewatchability as some of the other Star Wars and movies. And also rewatch that teaser and trailer number one. Yeah. Just, just before you unsubscribe and leave us forever, <laughs> just do us the favor. Watch Rogue of One going again. Going to the iTunes store and leaving us a rating and review first. Well, not if they hate us for what we just said about Rogue One. Um, but I, I, I really urge you, just in the, in the, uh, just in all fairness, to give the movie one more watch sure. and just does it hold up? Does does it still hold up to what you remember it being when you saw it the first time and said, "I, well, I really like this." Okay, sketch. We got to get into raves and reviews. Here. Okay. okay. Uh, what do you want to start with? Well, we're going to go crazy into rants. So let's start with raves. Start with raves. Okay. I always like to start with the good. Sure. Uh, I'm My my biggest rave, Okay. K2SO. Oh! K2SO um, is the character that I care about most in the movie. Yep. Alan Tudyk, um, if you're not familiar with him, he has a web series called Con Men. Wait a minute. If you're not familiar with him, why are you listening to Geeking Out with Shades of Sketch? He is in everything in he our universe. He is in everything in our universe now. Um... He, he was Wash on Firefly. Wash on Firefly. He has a web series called um, Con Men, which is about um, these two characters from a beloved sci-fi show that got canceled in the mm -hmm. middle of its first season, and now they're on the convention circuit. That sounds fictitious. It, what beloved sci-fi show yeah, would be canceled in its first season? And uh, Nathan Fillion also guests on that oh, one. Oh, what a coincidence. Yeah, I don't know how um, they know each other. He's also, Alan's also done a, a slew of voice, voiceover oh, yes. work. Uh, he's uh, Superman. Uh, in a lot of the animated series now, okay. um, uh, animated movies, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Um, that's a very small club of people who have voiced Superman. Mm -hmm. And now he's uh, part of it. And now he's part of it. And, and, he, uh, and also, uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, one of my favorite characters in a movie, Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball. And, uh, that's our second Dodgeball reference in, in that many episodes. Yeah. I think you talked about Dodgeball in, uh, in Jurassic Park. Um He's he's just he's fantastic. a. I think he's a great. I mean, yeah. he just seems to me to be a great guy. He's very choosy about what roles he takes too, um, and he's just superb in this movie as K two S O. Yes, so he plays the uh, reprogrammed, repurposed Imperial statistics droid or he's something a like that. St uh, strategic strategic droid. Yeah, yeah, his specialty is military strategy. Yep, uh, and uh, he has been repurposed, reprogrammed by the rebels, and he's kind of our main. Our main uh, male leads. Yeah, he's the Chewbacca. He's the, to yeah, Cassian's that's a good way to put it. Han Solo. Yes. yes. Only we can understand what he's saying. Yes. And uh, I think he's more charming. Absolutely. And funnier. Yes. And um, a meatier character 
than Cassian, who's supposed to be the the charming rogue Han Solo character. There is humor in this movie. There certainly is humor peppered mm-hmm. into this movie. It is a darker, grittier Star Wars movie, but there is humor peppered in, and I would say all of the humor comes from K- K2SO. K2SO. I would say, for me, the only emotional response I had to this movie, spoiler alert, is when K2SO sacrifices himself for the rebellion and i would say he is the only character that actually sacrificed himself for the rebellion even though i'm not sure if he had a choice i think he did have a choice did he i think he did because they say but or do you think he was joking when he would say i have to because cassian said i have well i think he is subservient to cassian but i don't think he had to in his big final scene, doing yeah. what he did, I don't think, I he, don't had think do he had that. to do that. Yeah, that's, that was that's definitely fair. a choice because yeah. he he. So then, would yeah. you argue that in that moment when he finally made that choice, he had his own choice? That's when he truly became a rebel. Yes, I would. I would argue, and uh, I would say that was the only death that I had an emotional response. That meant to. something. Let, that wait, meant something. Let to me, me cycle through the deaths in my head real quick because there were a lot of with them a in this with movie. a close second to my. Second favorite character, uh, Donnie Yen's uh, blind Jedi. You think he had he a... Was a... He was a close second for, like, uh, making me feel something. You know what? Oh, boy, oh, boy. I liked that character. We're in the rave section, though. I liked that character, too, I but I was, I was, I was yeah. left wanting with that character. Uh, me, too. I, I didn't get enough of what I wanted with that character. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. In, in the rants. Boy, one of my sure. raves was also um, K2SO. K2SO. Should I do a rave? Yes. Um, you should. That's what we're talking about. Okay, you know I'm a sucker for ships. Yep. I talk about this every time we do something sci-fi. And uh, someone did uh, tweet at us about ships, uh-huh. uh, Sequest. And woo, we're, we were like big Sequest fans. I'll mention this here. Uh, the Sequest is a boat. No, it is not a boat. Not Bridger, a Bridger calls it a boat, but they a boat is categorized. They always make that correction as the they always... Sequest is a boat, not no, a ship. No, Bridger calls it a boat, but there's an episode where it's categorized a boat is anything small enough to be carried on another vessel. I'm aware. And uh, the, the Sequest being too large to be carried by anything else other than an alien spacecraft oh. with a claw. Uh, cannot be categorized as a boat. Well, there you have it. It is, it is uh, endearingly referred to as a boat. Long time listener. The way that, that wrote people into the will show. endearingly call their cars a she, sketch, even though it's not a female. Uh, sketch thinks you're full shit. Sure. So, uh, there you go. There you go. Long time listener. Endearingly. Thanks, thanks for writing in. A boat. Yeah, sketch hey. says denied. Thanks for tweeting us. Sure. I do appreciate it. Um, even though you're wrong. I'm sorry. I cut off your. All right. So anyway, back with the Sucker for a ship. And uh, ship-based battles and, and things like that. This movie had a great space battle. It did. It, it was a fantastic oh my space battle with um, great like camera angles. Yes. Which is weird to say camera angles because it's all CGI. and there's But, you know, right. points of view. Yes. The way they, and I'm going to quote here, makes great audio. Quote. Uh, the way they mounted the cameras to some of the ships. Yes was, I thought, really, um, it made a very interesting, a very interesting point of view. And um, it visually put you into the battle. Yes, in a way that the prequels and the trilogy did not. Right. Um, The prequels might have suffered a little bit in their space battles. I'm especially thinking of um, 
the space battle in episode three over Coruscant. There's just so much going on. Right. Uh, and you're, you're trying to focus real you on two yeah. characters, and there's just so much going on. In this one, there was still a lot going on. But they, but they spread it out. They spread it out. They kept cutting to what was happening on the planet, which I cared a lot less about. Right. And, um, and just by sprinkling in some of those camera angles, like right. mounted, even though I didn't know who this pilot was or that ship was, just by putting me on the ship... It made me vested a whole lot more right. in, in the battle. Um, so a ray for me with Rogue One is definitely the way they executed that space battle. Sure. Oh, I, I, I will piggyback I really off of that, mm -hmm. um, of when the ships jumped in. I caught it on my first viewing, and I geeked out in the theaters, and nobody knew what I was talking about. The, the ghost? The ghost. The ghost is there. The ghost jumps in. Um, so for those of you not in the know, there are supernatural undead beings <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. No, what sketches actually Kenobi. referring to is um, Star Wars Rebels animated series, the ship that they, the crew uh, in, in that yep. movie. At uh, the TV time series. of recording, that is an ongoing series. Ongoing series. On the Disney Channel. Yes, Disney uh, XD, and their vessel that they travel the galaxy with is called the Ghost. It's their Millennium Falcon. It is a beautiful ship. It is. I love it. Um, and there it is in uh, Rogue One. Right next to the flagship. And there are two other callbacks. Yeah, we'll get to those. Two. Oh, we're... You want to get... You wanna... Let's just do them right sure. now. Was that a rave for you? Yeah, the calls, the callbacks to Rebels. So all of the Easter egg cameo callback things is actually a rant for me, but I will say... To Rebels, though? No, the Rebels one. The Rebels yeah. ones, I think, are great. I think the Rebels mm -hmm. Easter eggs are great. Uh, Chopper, who's kind of like the R2 unit yep. of Rebels, is at... Uh, it's not Yavin Star Wars 4. without a droid that you... Yep, that as you uh, when they get the message that the Rogue Squadron is on the planet mm -hmm. and that uh, General Whatever. Squid Guy has yep. already left not his, Akbar, battle, but his battle the group. Guy. Like, Chopper is just walking through frame. Yep. Oh, that's that's a good chopper. Not not like not crazy the way I'm doing it. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know what you're looking for, it's just you, another you'll droid. Miss it. Yeah. yeah, you don't know what you're looking for. Yeah. You'll but miss you it. know what? He was the droid I was looking yes. for. Yes. And then uh, the third one, the third Rebels Easter egg is they call Hera. Yes. In the uh, Hera is the um, kind of the captain. Yes. Of captain Sindula. Yeah. Of this group. Phoenix Squadron. And uh, you hear her name called over the intercom when mm -hmm. they're in the, the Yavin 4 base. And uh, for me, the Rebels Easter eggs, it was a rave. Yeah. Because they were not done blatantly, which no. I think is what you're going to get to exactly. with, with your rants. They were not thrust in your face, it's Robin, everybody. Yeah. Uh, they were just, if you knew what you were looking for, you, right. might, you might see them. If you didn't know what you them. were looking for, you would 100% miss them. Yeah. And even if you were looking for them, you would You'd still probably miss them. them. They were so, so really quick is, and they were so um, subtle. Yeah. And they were like a little... Um, just a little tip of the hat. Just a little tip of the hat and like a little treasure hunt. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, ooh, look what I found. And it brought um, it brought the, the animated universe into the movies. Yes. Because... Uh, if there was any discussion as to whether they were canon or not, yeah. they're canon. It, and it's easy just because of the difference between live action and animated... To just think of them as existing and, in different uh, universes. And just a little piggyback off of that, mm -hmm. the Hammerhead Corvette that is, is also, so crucial yeah. to the climax of this story is also from Star Wars Rebels, mm -hmm. uh, where we see that they're acquired yep. for the Rebellion. Yep, by Princess Leia. Um, 
And also, um, as long as we're on this kick the, the of, of, of tying the animated universe sure. to, to the movies, the character of Sol. Sol, Sol Guerrero. Yeah. yeah. He started in the Clone Wars animated yes. series. And appears in Rebels. And then he appears in Rebels, and then he appears in this movie. So from Clone Wars, we see him at the beginning of his story. Mm -hmm. Rebels, we see him in the middle of his story. Mm -hmm. And Rogue One, we see the end of his story. Mm-hmm. Um, or my uh, my rave or your rave? Your rave. Uh, Vader's castle. Oh my god! I <laughs> geeked out so bad. On and Mustafar. Exactly. That it's on. Like so, I am led to believe. Okay. That Darth Vader mm -hmm. is essentially out of action. He's kind of like the ghost in the background. Like he's not really involved. He builds his. If uh, you're unfamiliar with what Mustafar is in the prequels. The climactic battle with Obi-Wan Obi Kenobi, who defeats Anakin Skywalker, who's turned to the dark side, is mm -hmm. on the planet Mustafar. Obi-Wan cuts off his legs and his arm mm -hmm. and like leaves him on the Leaves him to die on the, on, the, on the shore. You are my brother! I have the high ground! Yeah. 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 Powerful scene. Uh, it's a very powerful scene. Probably the most powerful in all of the prequels. Uh, this is where Darth Vader is born. Uh, he, it's what scars him and requires him to live in the exosuit that mm -hmm. we know and love Darth Vader in. That's why he's the respirator he that we all know. builds his home there. Mm -hmm. That is his, like, refuge. Yeah. Uh, and we see him out of his suit in that Bacta chamber. Mm -hmm. I, man, that was such a geek out. Bacta, for uh, those of you not familiar with the Star Wars universe, is a substance that uh, helps heal... heal. Living tissue. It's basically like triple triple antibiotic. Cream. Yeah, it's it's you're, you're like completely submerged in it. It's the same stuff that uh, Luke is submerged in in Empire Strikes Back yes. after the Wampa attack. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's a rave for you. I'm trying to decide if that's a rave. I just thought it looked cool, and me. I it for me in story story is important to me um, in any universe, particularly in a universe of films, but in a mm -hmm. movie in general. So for me, it was kind of like, oh, we've always had this idea that. Darth Vader was on the front lines of, of the Empire yeah. and kind of orchestrating everything. He's such an, an intricate part of the Rebellion, and no. Yeah. Darth Vader is scarred and broken and uh, adrift in the world. And so that's what you until, got. That, it's interesting you got that from that scene. the, from that the scene. rebels... Yeah, kind of put the Empire in jeopardy. Yeah, that, you and know, then that, he's... That makes me think... Back to the... Back to the front line. Because I didn't get that. I think at it changes his story. I think it changes his story a lot, which is problematic because he's not. He's a legend. Yes. And it, Darth Vader is a legend through film. Um, he's the most iconic Star Wars he character. Is, but he is legendary even in the context of the story that mm -hmm. you, you know of Darth Vader, Vader, but you've probably never seen him. See, now you're making me think. Deeper into myself because I didn't get that from that scene at all. Okay. That that he's kind of uh, you know Dracula in his castle, yeah, waiting for his time. But is the only reason I I didn't get that because of my non-canon knowledge? Because according to my non-canon knowledge, that was based in a lot of video games that are now no longer canon. Right. Vader was tasked with hunting down the remaining Jedi. Right. Um, after Order sixty six. So I and I feel like, but am I just thinking that because that's stuck in my head still, or did something in that scene? Uh, well, no, it's because of that that I'm thinking you know, we've got rebels, mm -hmm. 
we've got these characters in Rebels that are Jedi. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. You saw the Rebels episode with Darth Vader, uh, right? I did, and this is where I'm going with it. So this great... takes place. Oh, do you think that was him healing after that episode? I'm thinking that this is Vader has retreated after, after that. that. That's an interesting Because we haven't seen Vader in Rebels since. No, since. That's a very interesting theory, Vader and I'm willing to give it a shot. After that, that event, and he where maybe he's not even healing. Wounded. Yeah, maybe not even healing um, physically at this point. But mentally, just, yeah, mentally. Mentally, that's wounded. an interesting theory. That he's that, that he's retreated. I, I'm and not going to. Um, I'm not going to try to disprove it because I. I could see that. I could see that. You know, Mustafar. I have this written in my in my notes. Mustafar um, was, I counted it up. This is more of a rant, but I counted it up. Eight locations in this movie. Eight different planets wow. in this movie. Mustafar being the eighth. The only planet that they didn't um, announce the way they did right. all the others. Which yeah. I just thought was like, you should know. You should know where this is. Right. But they announced Yavin 4. Right. We you should, should definitely know, know yeah, before. Um, they go back to it enough. All right, I'm going to piggyback on yours. Our raves are going into each other really nice. Yeah. The way they incorporated episode four, A New Hope, into sure. this movie. Even so far as to say using the uh, concept art of yes. episode four. Because Vader's castle, mm-hmm. as you are geeking out over, was a... That was taken directly from concept art for from the original trilogy. Yes, uh, they were originally going to work in Vader's home layer. Right, and um, and now we got it. That's what yes, it is on Mustafar. Why he chose Mustafar, I don't know. It doesn't seem the best environment for healing. It doesn't. Uh, I think. I think emotionally Vader or physically. Is... <laughs> I think you know. Unless the unless the emperor put him there just to <sighs> keep his thumb on him or Maybe. something. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know Anakin hates sand, so Tatooine is out of the uh, out of the running. But Mustafar just seems like, oh, go to go to like Bespin or something like in sure. the clouds. Where go to Tatooine. Beautiful. No, no, he hates Tatooine because of the the sand. He hates sand. Remember? Oh, he hates sand. Right, yeah. That's why Luke is hidden on Tatooine. Oh, Tatooine. That's why I, I said Tatooine. I'm sorry, Tatooine. Yeah. Um, Calm down, long time listeners. So. Um, yeah, Should, and also... Do you have any... I'm sorry. I, and also just, uh, they used cut footage from episode four yes. with some of the pilots, and they yep. sprinkled that in. They did a great job of recreating the rebel base on Alvin Four into uh, these characters who look very 70s. Yes. Uh, and in this movie, they look the same, but you don't think to yourself, this is 70s. Oh, you just think I would to yourself, say all of Yavin. the actors that they got to play characters who were in the original trilogy... Mm-hmm. Um, particularly Mon Mothma, yeah, um, and uh, General. I don't think uh, Mon General Mothma Draven, there. who is like the the big Cassian's, guy. Oh no, the dick. The, yeah, the dick who called for the, uh, the assassination. The assassination. Yeah, they, I mean they look exactly like the people that they're portraying yeah. from the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Should we? Should we I really, transition to I really do don't have, have any other raves. I don't have any more I mean, raves. I have like a shrug written down of like, it's Star Wars. <laughs> like shrug, hey, come on, it's Star Wars. Let's do this rave. Uh, rants. 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 I have too many. I have so many. Do you want to start or should I start? You start. I okay. Gotta, here's I my, here's my biggest rant. Yeah. And I, I shared this with you last night. Okay. 
Ooh, that one, makes us sound romantic. One pilot goes missing, mm -hmm. and there is an all-points bulletin galactic manhunt mm -hmm. for this person. His face is plastered everywhere. Yep. What's his name? Uh, Bodie. Bodie. Bodie, who yeah. I guess they wanted me to care about. Uh, and I just didn't. That's a big rate in this movie. Yeah. There are so many there characters, so many characters and I, just I just don't, don't give care shit. about. I don't and, care about. Yeah. I know that's strong, but I just don't anybody care about any of them yeah. other than K2SO. Yep. Um, who arguably has no free will for the majority, <laughs> majority of, of the movie. movie. Um, he, he goes missing. Galactic manhunt. Mm -hmm. I mean, this guy cannot show his face. Um, a half dozen to a dozen, six to 12 stormtroopers go missing on Scarif, quite possibly the most secure installation in the entire empire. Mm -hmm. Nobody notices. Yeah. They don't check in. Nope. Um, to the tune of four people enter their commandeered Rogue One ship mm -hmm. in plain view of stormtroopers, yep. two people come out yep. and they look completely different. Yep. Like, I, this is, be I cannot suspend my disbelief enough over this. Yeah. Like, they have hol holograms of yeah. Bodhi's face yeah. all Ca over the place. Calm down, sit down, you're you gonna get us caught. Want me to I'm sorry, you want me to believe that a dozen stormtroopers go missing, mm -hmm. they don't check in, and nobody notices? Yeah. I guess can't, the story here is nobody cares about stormtroopers, but it, Bodhi's just a pilot. He's just he's a He's just a stormtrooper in the air. He's a, He's not a stormtrooper. No, he's not a stormtrooper. No, storm I know, trooper. I know. He's I, a I'm cargo saying, pilot. I'm saying he's that level of importance. I would say he's less important than a stormtrooper. He's not on patrol. He's not securing anything. He's just a cargo pilot. It's almost as if um, they already had their suspicions on Jin's father, and it was purely because a pilot went missing from that facility. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm not I defending it. I don't think it. they I'm... did because it was such a surprise when Ben Mendelssohn's Krennic mm -hmm. um, goes to the base and confronts the scientists. He does not suspect Galen at all. You don't think he does? No. Corso? Is that his, Galen Corso? Is it's Galen. Her? No, the Corso's not their last name. Jin Corso? With an no. E. Jin. I don't know. I don't know. Who gives a shit? They're all dead. <laughs> They're all dead. Um, <sighs> so all right. I, I, that was beyond. I mean, it really was an exercise in bad writing. Okay. To the to the worst degree. Okay. It's a it's a big plot hole. Um, should I do a rant? Yes. Now keep in mind, rants are when it it makes it harder for me to suspend my disbelief. Yes. Right. That when it, something takes me out of the movie. CGI. Moff Tarkin. Oh. I had a hard time. Everybody keeps saying it looks so great and realistic, and it just looks like a cartoon to me. Who the fuck is saying that? Who the fuck is saying it looks so great and realistic? Uh, the same people who give this like an 80%. No, I mean, it's, I think it looks ridiculous. It was, it was, it would have been okay in small doses. It, it, it was too much. We lingered on him too long. Oh. It was too easy to see that this is a computer generated image. I, I don't, I mean, I'm not being, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to tear it down. It just, it it was jarring to me. He didn't yeah. look like he fit in with the other characters. He really didn't. Um, and, and at first it was gonna be a giant geek out because when we right. first see him, 
he's faced out watching the Death Star being, uh, the super laser being inserted. And that would have been so perfect and that it was just, just his, given it was just his reflection in his the glass. His reflection in the glass. And that was great. That was like Sequest underwater masking. Sure. It was like yep, I'm with perfect. You. I was going to say, if he, if like his interaction was like, get, get Lord, like, get Lord Vader. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was, like, maybe two interactions with his reflection in the glass, always looking on, at the Death Star, mm-hmm. or and, like, have Lord Vader ma- meet me on the Death Star, mm-hmm. or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. That would have been enough of a tie-in and a connection and a total 100% geek out, but he looks so cartoony. They, they just, it's, they just overused work. him to the point yep. where you could really break him down. Your yep. eyes could really break him down because he was on screen too much. Yep. And um, I would say it looked worse watching it on Netflix, which was streaming to my uh, PS4, which mm-hmm. is up converting everything uh, on my TV. It really and maybe that's why it stood out so to me more on my crisp. third on my third watch. Too. Yeah, I would say when I saw it in theaters, it was not quite as crisp. Yeah, and it it really does not hold up yeah. um, on small screen with such high um, streaming yeah. quality. And and my fix for that would have been just like the reflection, that reflection. In the glass. that was perfect. Yeah. He was there. It looked like him. We got it. Boom. Move on. Um, uh, but they used him yeah, too much. I would agree it, with that 100. In to the same like they did the same thing to um, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, and but such a small amount. Yes. That it worked. I noticed perfectly. it much less. Yep. Yeah. It was just like oh. And and they didn't give her pages of dialogue either. Right. They only had to animate mm-hmm. one phrase. Mm-hmm. Hope. Yep. Um, I mean, it really. The the sink of the lips of the CGI really after a while stand out. I think I think um, what this comes down to is less is more with this kind of yes. technology. Less is more. Okay, I have another rant. Sure, Cassian. I fucking hate Cassian. Oh my god, what a terrible character! He is supposed to be the the roguish, charming scoundrel Han Solo character. Yeah, he's our he has solo. zero redeeming qualities. Uh, he's he supposed to be is... a spy. He's a terrible spy. Yeah. Um, it, we, our first encounter with him is he's meeting his informant, um, yeah. and you know he kind of looks suspicious to begin with. I mean, if you were gonna, if if anyone, who is informant or or uh, Cassian? Cassian. That is incredibly racist. Uh, sure. I, You're well, labeling him just because he's I'm, whatever he is. I don't can even I finish know my is. statement? Sure. Then I'll call if you racist. If you were to, you can do that. If you were going to point to someone in a crowd uh-huh. who looks like a rebel, yeah, it would be this character. Oh, absolutely. Like, any re- oh, that guy. That guy right there, guarantee you 100% he's a rebel spy. Yeah. Um, so he's a terrible spy to the tune of when two stormtroopers yeah. corner him and barely ask, get ask to for ask papers. for papers. They, they ask for his papers. If you're a spy, you should have... You should have some fabricated... Doc- you should yes. have some yes. fabricated documents. He, or you should be charismatic enough to talk your way out of this sure, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, hey, I left him on my ship. Yep. Let's go there. Like You know, like Han Solo? Yes. Um, he flat out, he straight up murders them yeah. with no hesitation. They barely get to ask him for his papers. He fires off his blaster that's loud as shit mm-hmm. and immediately draws everybody's attention. And due to his own fuck up, yeah. he then has to kill his informant. Yeah. No, like, his, so. His crippled informant who can't get out because he, he has a broken arm. This is, he is the most inept character. Mm-hmm. I will go so far as to say, in the Star Wars universe, with the exception of Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> I was gonna... who was intended to be that way. Yeah. Um, so, like, this character is awful. And uh, I have no problem with the performance of the actor. This is not a criticism of the actor. This is the, a criticism of the story on the page. Mm-hmm. It is a poorly constructed character. 
it's, and it's, 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 obvious, it's just egregious. It's obvious that he was written to be the Han Solo of this movie by someone who doesn't have a clear understanding of, of what Han makes Solo. Han Solo great. Right. Oh, you know what makes Han Solo great? He shoots, he shoots people without warning. Yeah, he's a real scoundrel. Let's, yeah. let's dial up scoundrel. No, he has to be, he has to be charming. He has to be charismatic. He, he has went to... from roguish pirate to flat-out murderer. Yeah, terrorist, <laughs> basically. Yeah, he is. Um, he should he'd be a much more interesting character if he's, if he's schmoozing his way out of things, if and he's, the thing if he's uh, is, greasing some palms. This actor plays those kind of characters all the time. Really? Like, he is known for, like, charming, kind of, like, grease the palm. Yeah. You find him uh, provocative and enticing somehow. That's um, kind of like the character that he's known for. Uh, in uh, And so they hired him, and they're yeah. like, all right, you're really good at that, and we need that in our movie, but we're not going to do it. Yeah. Great, great idea. I know, right? Great idea, guys. Um, I had another problem with him, and I don't remember. Oh, just that they changed his role from the from the uh, trailer to this. Sure. Because in the first trailer, he clearly has a line that if if this isn't verbatim, it's pretty much in that uh, you know I'm I'm looking to recruit rebels, like I'm looking to recruit people right. to the rebellion. Right. That's not his role in this movie at all. Oh no. He <laughs> happens I... upon this group and begrudgingly accepts some of them and is working counter to many of them at many points of the movie. Can I, uh, I, I created an exchange that I think sums up Jin and Cassian's character interaction. Sure. Um, I agree with you 100%. Uh, this is regarding Jin's father. Okay. We'll find him. We'll bring him back. He can tell us for himself. Cassian. Shit, all I'm good at is murdering people, and, and I'm a horrible liar, so this isn't going to work. Yeah, the, yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go find him as he's like putting the scope on his sniper. sniper rifle. Don't worry, Jen, I'm going to find him. Jin, squeak, 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 we'll squeak, find your squeak, father. Squeak. I'm going to scout. Why uh, are you? Uh, pretty one good of the character, Thank you. Uh, one of the characters even remarked, it's K2SO, is like, well, his, his blaster was in sniper mode. Yeah, and like, uh, the the Jedi-ish guy was like, "Oh, the force, the force bends around people who are about, about to kill." Murder, yeah, kill. And just like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, you are a terrible liar for he, a spy. He was he was a horrible. Um, <sighs> he really was. I, I, there, I there's there are no at the end of the movie too. They're like looking longingly into each other's eye. Like, Why? They didn't like, deserve that. They didn't. They didn't earn that at all. They really didn't. And I, you know, what was like, good. This, it, like, I'm, die. Well, that's like, my I thing. feel nothing for with, your death. With many of these characters in Rogue One, I like, I just don't care. Thank God you're no longer around to poison with the rebellion. With Cassian, I actively was rooting against him. Wow. I was like, I don't want this guy. They, this guy does not you represent my rebellion. When he's like, when he falls in the tower, I was like, oh, all right, it's the end of him. No. I don't deal with him anymore. It wasn't big enough his fall, so I was like, "Fuck, he's coming yeah, he's back." Coming, yeah. um, I, was, I was hopeful, but I, I was. He... All right. This makes what, me what so else, mad. I'm turning to the dark got? side here. What else you got? Um, long time listeners, we got a lot of raves. We got a lot to say about this. Uh, uh, rants, a lot of rants. rants. Sorry, we don't have many raves. Here's. Uh, hmm, I'd, I'd like to say this is my biggest rant, but I all of my rants are huge. Right. Okay. The notion that this movie 
fixed the plot hole of episode four, A New Hope. <laughs> that that was I don't know where that idea is that coming was from. out like crazy like finally I vehemently the plot disagree hole with has that. been addressed the plot hole that these asshats are talking about <laughs> is, is the crawl the crawl the opening crawl of the movie no 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 that's where this idea for the movie came from is but the opening crawl the the that's why it doesn't have one well right but the the big thing is that the the plot hole being why on earth would the Death Star have such a blatant weak spot? Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, who, gi who gives a shit? Like shoddy but construction. I, I saw people talking about that. Is that, that really like, a thing? Crazy. Yes, that because was a thing. Because it's a movie. There were like articles, and when I say articles, I mean online articles, which I mean, every, anyone can write an online article these days, but who were like, finally, that is addressed because that's been bothering the, the world for years. No, it hasn't you know what? been. I'll go so far as to say it's not a plot hole. If you drop a grenade down the chimney of my house, it will end up next to my boiler, which will destroy this place. Yeah. That's not a plot hole. That's basic construction, people. And also, if you have an exhaust system, it has to go back to a combustion chamber of some kind. Else, what is it exhausting? But here, here's... That's not a plot here's hole. Here's the thing. Here's and the it's thing. no bigger than Come the size down, you're of gonna a get us caught. rat. You're going to get us caught. Here's the thing. I'm sorry, it's no bigger than the size of a womp rat. Here's the thing. It changes the dynamic too much between Agreed. the Empire and the Rebellion. I would say the Empire is far less nefarious than we've ever believed it to be. Oh yeah, and, and the, the Rebels the are- The Rebels are no so better shittier. than the Empire. Yeah, they're straight up terrorists in this movie. But in the original Star That's Wars. right. I said the, the Rebellion is no better than the Empire. Whoa. In, at this stage in, in, Rebel, in Rebels, I'll go a step further. What it does is it takes the purity of the Rebellion and the grassroots um, Rebellion that we've always known and experienced uh -huh. and destroys that uh -huh. forever. They're, like The Rebellion's not a grassroots movement. It is an organized coup d'etat uh -huh. by, by people within the government uh -huh. of... The Galactic Empire, the Galactic yep. Senate, yep. Um, the Galactic Government, like whatever you want to call it, yep. who disagree with the leader they've chosen, and it's just a coup d'etat. Yep. It is not a rebellion. It is an internal power struggle between Mon Motha and Palpatine, essentially. Yeah. And I will go a step further. And Bail, Mon Bail Organa. And Bail Organa. And I would go a step further to say if the, those characters survived, they would have supplicated, uh, they would have... Um, put themselves in power in the same way that the Emperor did. Yeah, I mean, Mon Mothra survived. I wonder what yeah. she ended up doing. Um, well, may right. maybe not. Back like, to my rant. You keep, you, keep, you keep pirating um, my rants and commandeering my ship. My rant is that... Scuttling your boat. It, what was so beautiful in, in, um, in A New Hope was that it was a real, it was a real David and Goliath yeah. situation. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was it was the little under-equipped guy against the giant, powerful sure. juggernaut. And using skill and and knowledge of one's own capabilities, touch of luck or the force, able to take down this giant thing. It was yeah. not a plot hole that well, it goes back that to the, the 19... Empire. 30s and 40s serials that it was based on, you know, start like at its core, Star Wars, A New Hope in particular, is really an homage to Flash Gordon. Yes. 
Flash yes, Gordon, who is so. a football player who gets zapped to an alternate dimension mm -hmm. um, and finds himself taking on this galactic regime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and a young Mark Hamill even looks like the actor who portrayed Flash Gordon. Yeah. But the the point is, you could argue that the Death Star was taken down as much by Luke Skywalker and his proton torpedo as it was by its own hubris, sure. thinking that something that small could never take on never the grand of the empire. Yeah. And in, in counter to that, Rogue One sets up, instead of David and Goliath, now it's, Goliath it's, it's and David Goliath. and Goliath, except someone on Goliath's side comes up to David and is like, hey, guess what? Goliath, Goliath has a peanut allergy, and here's a peanut. <laughs> you know, it's like... Well then, fuck it. Like that's not that's not right. powerful anymore. Right. That's not um, that's not poetic. That the that the little guys are are taking out the big guys. Now it's just uh, oh, it's all just it's like a slurry of just disgusting <laughs> interplay. Well, it's it's co opting the message of the Star Wars universe and really grafting today's politics on top of it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which I, yes. I, I know you had a big problem with the politics, but I, like, I wrote down this quote. Uh, Sol Guerrera says this, you can stand to see the Imperial flag fly across the galaxy, and Jin's reply is, it's not a problem if you don't look up. Yeah. And that's kind of like the criticism of uh, particularly citizens of the United States mm -hmm. that we're not act we, we cry foul in our politics, but we don't get involved. Like we just go, we go along our business, and you know, Soul's last line is like, "Save the rebellion," like save the rebellion. Jim. Yeah, like you can, you can make it pure again. I uh, like the politics I, I in this just, movie. Were, I ugh. don't want to because this is this I know is, this is a you real podcast about fake it, yeah. things. But I mean, uh, all right, I'll just say this rant, but I won't get into it. Sure. Okay. Yeah, the politics of the movie and kind of the the social messages of our world. A real world. Yes. We're overlaid way sure. too much on top of this movie. Right. Into the I, to the right. point where it felt stifling. Right. Hey Lucasfilm, I'm going and see this movie to escape reality. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um tone down tone down your politics, please. And again, like I say, a rant is when something takes me out of the story. Exactly. So when I was seeing my world and social messages of my world showing up way too much in my Star Wars world. I was like, oh, no, it's a movie, you know? And I, I didn't want to think it was a movie. Right. I wanted to think I was there. Anyway, I, I promised I wasn't going to get into politics, and here I am stepping away from the politics. I have many more rants, but I will end with this one. Okay. The Rebellion is this cohesive unit, and Leia's at the front of it. Mm -hmm. um, and no one knows what the hell each component of the the Rebel Alliance is doing. Um, General Draven's running an assassination squad. Mon Mothma's trying to you know, do backdoor politics. Mm -hmm. Squid Guy's like running his own battle group and, and like fighting. Um, but he's also in Rebels. Sol, um, who technically Sol Guerrero, uh, who has is in left. a rebellion, but he's he's he doing has his a, own guerrilla thing. Cell. Yeah, he has yeah. A, he's a yeah, he's exactly he's a terrorist. Cell. Nobody knows when I saw the terrorists what the hell is the going Empire, on. I actually felt sympathy for the Empire. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I guess a second This rant. movie made me feel sympathy for the Empire. The movie made me feel sympathy for Ugh. the Empire. And God. Krennic. Ben Mendelsohn is fantastic as Krennic. Uh, that would be a ray of Ben Mendelsohn as Krennic. Mm -hmm. But my rant is 
I felt bad for his character. He is the villain of the movie. Mm -hmm. He kills the protagonist's mother and- The terrorist? No, well, yeah, she's a terrorist. Like, well, <laughs> I'm supposed to feel bad for that, but I don't feel bad for Jin. I don't feel bad for her mother. I feel bad for Krennic, who has achieved this ridiculous feat of building the Death Star that can just destroy planets. I wrote that down somewhere. And I said, evil or not, the Death Star is oh, an amazing feat of engineering. Wow. Yeah. And like assembling that team that built it, mm -hmm. this guy did something and I felt bad for his character. Oh. Yeah. Like fail, Rogue this, One. You this. made me empathize with the villain. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's that's gonna be my last rant. I can go on for. You hours. know what's crazy is that in what you just said, this just strikes me. The prequels were meant to drum up sympathy for Anakin and make him such a tragic character. Yes. But this movie does that way better. Way better, unintentionally. Yes, than all of the prequels. Um, okay, here's my here's my last big rant, and th this is my my core problem with the movie. Sure. Was that this was an opportunity a golden opportunity for them to do something different in the world of the Star Wars universe. And I really felt like they didn't take it. Sure. This was um, the story of a young protagonist coming to terms with their place in the world, joining a ragtag group of people, and kind of at the drop of a hat and circumstance participating in something enormous. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's Star Wars. That's what sure. has happened in episode one, episode four, and episode seven. You didn't have to do that with this one. Right. You really had the chance to tell a story from the point of view of characters who are already established in this world. Sure, and aren't supposed to be connected to the, the main story. Exactly. It was a standalone movie that wasn't standalone. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go back again to the Rogue Squadron. It's like, so intertwined. This would have been a much more entertaining movie to me if it were from the point of view of a bunch of rebel, rebel pilots who were already at the top of their game, they already had missions under their belts, sure. and this was the story of one of their missions. Yeah. That's a movie I want to see. Great. Yeah. You know, so my biggest rant is they could have really done something special. Done something special. Done what they kind of promised they were going to do. This isn't going to be about the, in the force trailers. and stuff like that. And it wasn't about the force. Okay, great. But it was It was really kind of about the force. A little bit about the force. <laughs> but at the same time Okay, they, they the dialed with the, me, force with the force way back, but it still, it follows the same beats. The force is with me, I'm on with the force. As episode one, episode four, and episode seven. The force is with me, I'm on with the force. So, that's, that's my issue, I guess. Sure, I have one last rant. Sure. I thought I was done, I have one last. I just wanted to bring up all of the Easter eggs uh, and characters that return for... You, oh mean, you mean the Easter eggs of, like, right in your freaking face. The in-your-face, like, callbacks to the tune of Pignose and Walrus Man mm -hmm. on Jeddah. Mm -hmm. There was no reason for that. Mm -hmm. There was no reason for, I understand why they're there, and I'm not upset by it, but, like, um, 3PO and R2. I saw uh, them go by just a second ago, Are actually. they here again? Yeah, they're oh, calling. Man, like, there were so many callbacks for a movie that was supposed to be about characters that you've never met before mm -hmm. in a standalone movie that's not influenced or connected to the original trilogy, 
Like, so, spoilers, every character dies, but Pignose and Walrus Man escaped Jetta? Yep. Apparently they did. Like, what the shit? Yep, apparently. I mean, we escaped, but, you know, prior knowledge. Apparently they did. And uh, the one... I can't be mad at C-3PO and R2-D2 because they are in every single Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, they actually, and I feel like that's why they're in it. They are in every single Star yeah. Wars anything. I'll be, I will be. There has never been. A, a little upset if they show up in the Han Solo movie. Though, that will make no sense. How are they, but we'll, 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 we'll talk about that when we see the Han Solo sure. movie. The one um, yeah. cameo that I actually, I mean, it did fill me with joy was was Leia at the very end. Well, yeah, that I, made, I mean, well, that, for the construction of the movie, that made sense. And that really did, and the second time I saw the movie, it was like the week Carrie Fisher passed away. Yeah. And so to see young Leia again, like. And I would say that was done very un, well. unabounded emotions just pouring out of me at that point. I was like blubbering like a, like a little youngling at that point. But uh, I agree with you. There was a lot of just uh, unnecessary cameos for the sake of, eh? Right. Eh? You know these guys. Right. You've seen this before. You love this. Right. Yeah. Should we go on to big questions? Sure. I have a couple. I have some uh, pretty big questions. You've already answered one of my questions, which oh, was, let's start with that. are we ever supposed to like Cassian? <laughs> no. Yeah, um, easy. Okay, so, um, Mike, this question is about K2SO. He's a new droid versus a known droid. We've never seen his model before, mm -hmm. and we never see it again. Mm-hmm. Did K2, mm -hmm. SO, mm -hmm. doom the whole line of K2 droids? Oh, by being corruptible? Yeah. It did his actions, because on the base, I mean, it's like at the end, mm -hmm. he is, uh, he is the, it's a, you know, it's a Western movie, essentially. He's the, yeah, the he's, last. Yeah, he has the big shootout. He has the big shootout with all the troopers. Um, did he that's doom an interesting the run of That's an interesting K2 theory, droids? that they're like, oh, this is obviously a, a malfunctioning unit. Because there's plenty of droids they could have pulled from. Yeah. In the universe. Yeah, yeah. But they, they went with they, a new model. They de well, you know, merchandising, as we say in Spaceballs. That's true. So you got to make a new droid so that you can sell new, new action figures. What do you um, think? There's two possible answers to this. One is that you are right and that he doomed the, the, uh, the entire production line of those droids. The other is just that in the following three films, we don't really see a lot, a ton from the point of view of the Empire. Um, so maybe they're still there and we just don't see them. I think that is probably what the writers are saying to themselves to let them sleep at night. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a, a, uh, a legitimate answer. Like, I don't think... Because, like, for my money, like, you would expect to see a strategy droid on the Death Star. Well, especially because you see that same freaking mouse droid in every yeah. every Imperial right? uh, yeah. shot is that there's that there's mouse that droid mouse somewhere. There's that little mouse droid, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you would expect to see them in the Death Star. You'd expect, expect to see on them in all the Star Destroyers. Yeah. Uh, and you never do. And that is, I mean, we got to just chalk that up to going backwards, filming things and making sure. characters... Uh, in a backwards order, sure. unfortunately. Do you have another question? Maybe Big George question? Lucas will do a, another brand new special uh, <laughs> special effects where he pumps those in everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I guess it would have to be Kathleen Kennedy at this point. My uh, my question, here's a question that's a rhetorical question. Sure. You don't have to answer. Uh, why do any characters care about each other? <laughs> <laughs> they really? all do. There's no there's reason. There's no reason for them there's to. There's no reason for like Bodie and Cassian and nope. Jin to nope. have any kind of. No. Nope. The two guys that they pick up on Jetta. for each the, other at the, all. Uh, yeah. Well, like they care about each other because they, okay, they I, care about they each other because be they a have a history committed, that we don't know yeah, about. They have, like a friendship, Fine. a relationship, whatever. They've been through something together. And what's like, his what's what. his name? The monk guy. I forgot the name of his character, but okay, Donnie so, Yen portrays okay, so him. So Donnie Yen's character, his blind Jedi, seems to be drawn to Jin through the Force. Yes, in some way. Well, she's wearing. That's um, my next question. The, the crystal. That's my next question. You're going to bring me the next question. Maybe it's more of a rant. There are so many things in this movie I feel that are teed up right. that are never explained. Right. And they never pay off. And that bothers me a lot in this I movie. Agree. Uh, the crystal that she wears is one of them. Is it a, a kyber crystal? She wears a kyber crystal. Kyber crystals are the crystals that are uh, were used to power the lightsabers. Uh, the, light, the Jedi's lightsabers. And, and now we know stars. that they also power the, uh, the core of the Death Star. Yeah. Another thing that they set up that they never go back to is um, her batons. I really felt like they were setting up some sort of big scene with her batons because uh, she fights very briefly with them on Jeddah. Yes. Against the, the stormtroopers before the, um, the terrorist group takes over. Right. And then they're very, de they very deliberately give her, her an, a, outfit an outfit where with she batons. Has them, yeah. Which we've never seen that before in the Star Wars universe. We've, we've never, never seen, seen a, a uh, landing an, pad. Right. We've never seen flagger. an Imperial officer yeah. have have those batons. So they were, I felt like they were very deliberately setting up a scene where she had to use those batons again. Sure. Never paid off. Uh, those are just two examples. There's lots of examples of sure. that in the movie where there were these. We spent time looking at them. Sure. They were introduced, and they maybe I'm just wired that way because of. The media that we, we well, again, digest. I think but the movies where the movie began, started shooting, and ended with the final cut. I feel like were two completely different movies. What's there's? You might know this. There's a. There's a. Uh, there's like a saying, or there's a there's a term for a device and storytelling, where where it's uh, like the most famous example is like if you're going to introduce a gun. In the first scene, then by the end of the act, it has to be used. Oh, um, yeah, the the term escapes me. Longtime listeners, tweet right in. Go yeah, with Jason's that's sketch. that's a thing. That, it that's is, not yeah. me making it up. If you, there were right. so many of those guns placed right. in this movie that were never used, right? If you, yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it's a callback. Like if you introduce something at the beginning of the movie, or if you introduce something at the beginning of a scene, yes, it has to be incorporated. Yes. In some way, shape, or form. Yes. Otherwise, it's, it serves no purpose, and there's no reason for it to be in the scene. Yeah. So, I mean, what sparked yeah. this was my big question of, like, sure. well, what was the relevance of that necklace? But you could say that about many of the things yeah. in this movie, the necklace probably being the most blatant example. Sure. Just to show that she somehow had a tie to, to, to Jedi heritage. Sure. I don't Maybe her mother was a Terrorist. Something. Okay, terrorist. <laughs> I was going to say a, a rogue Jedi, but... Possibly. That's the same thing as saying a, a terrorist in this in this uh, right. timeline of the of the Star Wars universe. Any other big questions? Um, yeah, uh, I do. So, a little exposition. They were at the base. Mm -hmm. 
they the the on Scarif on Scarif at yep. the end of the movie, Cassian and Jin are at the base. Mm -hmm. They leave the base. Our whole cast is on the base. Yes. Yeah. They leave the base. Yeah. To die. They travel from the center tower mm -hmm. down one of those lifts yep. to, the, to beach. the beach, walk to the water mm -hmm. where they kneel down, accept their fate, and die. Mm -hmm. They had to walk past mm -hmm. the ship that Krennic came to the base in. I would argue they had to walk past numerous ships. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's no reason for those two characters in particular to have died. Mm -hmm. Yes? I have, a, I have an answer no. to your question. Okay. The answer is simple. Sure. To this question. For like Why didn't they take a ship? For, why did they, why did they not the take a ship? Why did they not escape? And die? Because for both the character of Jin sure. and the character of Fuckface, <laughs> it is easier to die for the rebellion <laughs> than to live in the rebellion. Wow. Wow. That's the only answer. I'm going to have to agree with That's you. That's the only answer for them. They, that, yeah, they wanted to be done with the rebellion. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. They did They did their big job, and uh, their consciousness is, is clean. Sure. Guess what? Guess what, fuckers? <laughs> There's more conflict coming up. You could yeah. have been a help. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I my have God. To this movie that. made me say, you guys could have been a help, even though right. uh, they probably could have been a help. Right. Um, 100% for them, it was just, it was easier to die sure. for the rebellion as heroes than potentially have to You got any more? Live. Big questions? No, I mean we've we've just in talking about Rogue One, we've already answered my last question, which was what would you change about this movie, oh like to God, make so it good. Much. And uh, for me, it's it's making it a heist movie, sure. like I thought it was going to be. Sure. And longtime listeners, I I understand. I can feel you. It's, there's, there's a great a, there's disturbance, a great in, disturbance the in the force, as if millions of people are reaching out and unsubscribing all at once. But. I'm taking responsibility for part of this. I'm going into it with expectations. Sure. But on the same but side, I, I, this is Star Wars. I we feel have like you're a, being too we generous have an established universe. We were clearly promised a different movie well, in just, the early I'm trailers. I'm a nice guy. I'm overflowing with and the And I lights. will go so far as to say I I I can't think of another movie mm -hmm. where from trailer to trailer the premise of the movie changes as much. Well, I also can't, but I, I also, I don't dissect trailers the way I do with Star Wars trailers. So, sure. I, I, again, I'm, I'm, you know, have, I'm always blaming myself a little bit on this. I have one last big question. Sure. Okay. And this, I'm proud of this one. Oh, this is the one that this you've been giddy about. I, yeah. Sure. Okay. The Death Star plans okay. are stored in a vault yes. on Scarif. Yes. And they are stored on the equivalent of what looks like a 1990s-style external hard drive. Yes. They That's because this happened a long time ago. Sure. They need to extract that hard drive, mm -hmm. bring it to the base of a tower, yes. where they then transmit it yes. through this giant dish. Big dish, yeah. It's, I mean, it is the size it's of... A, it's a flat-out miracle it wasn't damaged during the, uh, the whole really? skirmish. Yeah. It is ginormous. Two... <laughs> Could you, can we just... I'm sorry, we have to pause you. If just one stray laser bolt had hit in that thing, we would not have had episodes four, five, six, or seven. So okay, I didn't mean to I didn't mean to hijack yours, but sure. I felt like I had to because you hijacked mine all the time. So well, go ahead. It, was, it was a fair point. Go ahead. Um, so they they it's a huge file. It's monstrous. It's gotta be one of the biggest files in the universe. Right. Yeah. They then transmit that file 
it is received and downloaded onto basically the equivalent of a 3.5 inch floppy. Yeah. Am I to believe that the Rebels have better storage technology than the Empire? Um, what a good question. Here is... It's not like they compressed the file. They don't have a zip drive? It's, no, it's like not. A zip drive. Um, God, I wish I had a good answer for you. <laughs> I don't. All I could think of is maybe, but I'm already telling myself this is wrong, but maybe uh, the desktop plans were not the only file on that big honking hard drive. But she didn't have time to look no, through the thing. No, I mean, the, the clearly whole the thing only was, file. Um, and that file is, I mean, what a, it's a pitiful schematic. <laughs> also, it's, it's literally a five dot matrix. It's, it's enormous. It has to be. It has, it to, has be to be an enormous on file. this like toaster sized drive. drive. But the upload speed is. Pretty remarkable. I, it, but still, like regardless of the upload speed, it it's stored on a massive drive, mm -hmm. and it is then transferred by on what appears to be the size of a three point five inch floppy. My answer that to will your further question fit inside of, of R two. My my my. The answer to oh yeah, that's a good. Point. That's why they did it because it had to. By the end of that scene, it had to be small, had to be small enough to be inserted to into R two. In um, to answer your question of, are you to believe that the Rebels have better storage capabilities, digital storage capabilities in the Empire? My answer to you is yes, you are supposed to believe that. I, I, that, I mean, that, take, that took me out of the story so much. Like, and everybody's like, yeah, Darth Vader. I'm just going, like, ah, like what? Ah, what? And also, why didn't Darth Vader just, like, force pull that fucking thing to his hand? Come on. Well, like, eye on the prize, Darth. Eye on the prize. At that point, did he know he was? I think he knew what he was like. He was get going after. <laughs> Your big question is: Did Darth Vader think he was just there to kill a bunch of uh, yeah. re rebels? Yeah, maybe he was just there to kill some rebels. Vader, you were supposed to get the file. Oh, oh shit! Oh, I saw oh, it. But, uh, oh, sorry, guys. That. How did you feel? All right, this will be my last. Uh, my last question: How did you feel about that like last five minute scene? Totally irrelevant. It didn't need to be there. It was gratuitous. It was like, shit, you know what? This is a Star Wars movie. If we don't put a lightsaber in it, people are going to be pissed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It didn't need to be there. I've seen that opinion of yours mimicked by lots of people okay. online. I'm going to be honest. I loved it. I was... Yeah, I mean, like, I, was, I was geeking out. Each time I watched the movie, each, each of the three types, I mean, I don't know what it is. It was, without a doubt, the most suspenseful part of the service. movie. It's just fan service. Yeah, it is fan service. It is. Unnecessary. I, I would say whether or not I needed to be there, let's leave that alone for a second. It was one of the most terrifying things I've seen in Star Wars. Sure. The sh I'll the, agree to that. Just the, the, the bloodthirsty rampage of a Sith. Sure. But like the cold rampage of a Sith. Yes. Like it wasn't going like oh, no. crazy. It was just like. Doo, doo, doo. This was not <laughs> Kylo <laughs> Ren like getting yeah. off on killing uh, people. It was, it was like one of the most terrifying things I've seen, which I, which I guess I was like. Hey, look, finally, something new. Right. Like, they finally did in this movie where they could do something new. They finally sure. did something new. Um, the other thing I say to that is, in a world where Darth Vader is doing this, force choking people, throwing sure. them against walls, how can you still have higher-ups 
in the <laughs> empire who within a few days are going to be like, we don't believe in your silly superstitions, Lord <laughs> Vader. Why don't you all leave that at home? That like, is a, practice wow. your religion in peace, okay? That is, that is a fantastic yeah, question. Separation of church and state in the <laughs> empire. Um, yeah. That's a great point. Um, wow. And that's why you are the uh, our resident Star Wars expert. Yeah, except I've probably lost a lot of Star Wars respect uh, by our listeners. Well, you know, that's episode. okay. You either live long enough to uh, see yourself become the villain or die the hero. In this world, we say live long enough to die a Jedi or, or I mean, uh, become a, die a Jedi or live a, Sith. A, Sith. Yeah, live a Sith. That's fair enough. Do you have anything you want to plug this episode? No, I mean, if you haven't checked out Tim Hoshi's podcast, Hidden Histories, I yeah. recently did a, uh, I co-hosted a, uh, an episode about Connecticut on sure. that one. And, and you're, you're will, going to be doing one. I will one. also plug Hidden Histories as I will have just been a guest host on or will just be a guest host. Yeah, this on is difficult because this, this episode that we're recording is being recorded a long, long time ago. Yes. In a galaxy, in a galaxy far, 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 far away. away. So we have no you're way of knowing. You're listening in the future. Yeah, what? Oh, now we've officially gone the furthest in the future. We've uh, in, in the past. past we've oh, gone, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you may or may not have already, already debuted on that, yeah. but if you haven't, you will be soon. So keep your eyes sure. open for that. In History's podcast, uh, you can find that at um, on Podbean or at the iTunes app. And uh, then you have your other show. podcast. This yep. is happening, America. Yeah, thank you. Um, working on hard at work at season two. And of course, there's this podcast, geeking out with shades and sketch. Yeah, tweet at us. Check us out on Facebook, right into the show, go with shades and sketch at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, if you would kindly head over to the iTunes store and leave us a rating and review, it does boost the profile of the show immensely. If you And email us if if you just flat out disagree with us about Rogue One. Yeah, let us know. I, I really want to know, and I in in not a condescending way. Like Maybe I'm not taking something into consideration. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just remind uh, the longtime listeners that we both started out really enjoying this. Like, I had a really great reaction to it initially. I did too. There was something in, you know, in the background that was like, eh, but I'm going to ignore that. Yeah. And uh, it, it just didn't hold up uh, on, on that's rewatching. That's the thing. If you, when you do email us because of how much you love it and you want to defend it, please just rewatch it first. Sure. And then if you still... Love it and want to defend it. Oh, yeah. We, Let we us want know. To know. Please write in. Uh, I, and, and we can talk about that maybe in a mini or something if, if people want to uh, argue oh, with oh, us. Hey, oh, what's, what's going on? People are uh, running around out there. All right, I'm going to close this hatch, and we're just going to get a little oh, shot. Oh, God. Oh. Jettison. Jettison the pod. What's oh. happening? Oh. Oh. We'll see you next time. Yeah.